when you're the parent of a strong-willed child, there are moments when that child who you love so much drives you crazy. And Danny, you've talked to plenty of parents with strong-willed kids who identify with what I just said. Oh, yeah, and they can drive you up across the ceiling and all over the place, right? Not just drive you <laughs> up, up the, the wall, wall across, across the ceiling, ceiling, out the house. Everywhere. They can be frustrating and they can be draining, John. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. You've got to be all in in parenting if you're going to be raising a strong-willed child well. Well, there are some things you can do that will help the situation. Let's go ahead and uh, listen to part of a conversation that Jim Daly had with Cynthia Tobias about ways that you can raise a child with a strong personality. Here's more from that discussion. There's something you raise in the book, the okay question. I love that, which try to end your comments with okay. Right. which conveys control back to that strong-willed child. Will you yeah. go to bed now? Okay? Yeah. That and, kind but, of And thing. here's the key to that. And, and every strong-willed child that listens to me will know this is true. It's all in how you say the okay. Because it is a magic word, but you have to say it in a certain way. In other words, you wouldn't say to your child, oh, I just need you to do this for me, sweetheart. Okay? Because then, to me, I'm thinking weakness, tentative. I have to destroy you. I have to fight my urge to destroy you. But if you say it calm and firm, and you say it with the tone that says, look, I know you could die if you want to. I'm hoping you don't choose to. Need you to put your seatbelt on, okay? No. I, my response is no. Then you say, why not? Hmm. Uh, it's too tight. I don't like it. But let's loosen it a little and then put it on, okay? Hmm. Okay. That's when eight out of ten times I come back. I just need a little bit. That's my little tiny bit of control, see? Just a tiny, tiny bit. Instead of saying, get in the van, we are late. If you say, hey, you ready to go? You about ready to go? And I say, oh, oh yeah, I'm going to go get a drink, and I'll be right there. I mean, parents are amazed at how often they get cooperation if they'll just stop for a minute and think about how they're about to phrase this. And asking questions does not mean you're asking for permission. You are not asking for your kid's permission to obey. That's clear. Your authority is intact, and your accountability is intact. But the way you say it, the respect that you give me, even as a very young child, let alone a teenager, that says, in essence, tells me, you always have a choice. Mm. Well, you're listening to the wisdom of uh, Cynthia Tobias on today's Focus on the Family, hosted by Jim Daly. I'm John Fuller, and uh, the foundational book for our conversation is You Can't Make Me, But I Can Be Persuaded. And uh, Cynthia, a moment or two ago, you mentioned three things going on in the minds of a strong-willed child. We heard two. Why don't you go ahead and recap the first two and give us the third as well. These are three critical truths to how the strong-willed mind thinks and works. The first one was it's not authority we have trouble with. It's how you communicate it. Mm -hmm. The second one, I don't need to control you. I just can't let you take all control away from me. And the third one, which is really crucial, is the quality of the relationship you have with that strong-willed child Mm -hmm. will directly determine the effectiveness of your techniques. In other words, if there is a positive relationship that I want to preserve as a strong-willed kid, then I will work with you and you've got leverage with me. But if there's no relationship I care about, there's no real upside, you're always looking for the worst anyway, and I know that you think I'm going to cause trouble, so the next thing's going to be trouble too, then really you have no leverage because there's no upside for me to keep a relationship together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cynthia, I think that's a critical point. And uh, the relationship, when you look at uh, parents that are struggling in the teen years with their kids, typically this is the core problem. Uh, There's so little relationship that the teen is just going his or her own direction. And the parent who wants more control is actually hopeless 
because they have absolutely no control. And that's a very dangerous moment in the relationship uh, with your child. How does a parent build that relationship if they're saying right now, oh, no, I've blown it? What can they do to start repairing that? Well, you know, sometimes it's as simple as just being honest with me. It's, you know, being able to say, wait, I think I need a do-over. What I really meant to say was, and maybe this didn't come out right, but here's what I'm really going for. If you'll just be honest with me, I, I call it my glass door theory, right? If your life is a glass door, I can see right through you. So, you know, your stubborn insistence that I can't know what's going on is only going to make me not trust you more. So just be honest with me. Say, man, sometimes I think you came from a different planet. I, I need help here. How? What's going to work with you? What do you need me to do? And it catches me off guard, as a, especially as a strong-willed kid, teenager. I'm thinking, wow, I mean, my parents aren't thinking that they're perfect and that thinking they're actually asking me what works. Now, they're not asking my permission and they're not saying you can do whatever you want, but they're saying, you know, what's really important to me is this. And and here's what I'm trying to establish. I'm not sure I'm going about it the right way, but I know I'm looking for the right end. Can you help me figure out how to get there? And and then the kid's going, well, I mean, then I'll just, sometimes I'll just do it your way just because you were honest with me and just because you treated me well. It builds a relationship where I care about you because I sense that you care about me. You care what I think about you. You care about the relationship. I mean, let's face it, as strong-willed kids, you know, when we walk into a room, people aren't always that happy to see us come in (laughs) because our reputation precedes us, right? And sometimes as parents, we just have to practice smiling more at that kid, Mm. even when I don't feel like it. I'm not that happy to see you, but if I can just put a smile on my face and say something good to you as a strong-willed kid, wow. Wow, it's great to see you here today. I'm, you know, I don't know if I've told you lately, but I feel really privileged that God trusted me with a kid like you. You've got the most incredible strengths. Sometimes they drive me crazy, but I appreciate you. They really do need encouragement, and you can find the, the the simplest ways to do that. Uh, the other day, this is hilarious. We had a balloon get caught in our ceiling fan probably three years ago. And we haven't used the ceiling fan for three years because it's 20 feet high. It's the highest point, and it's two stories up in our living room. And so, I mean, just the other day, I thought I saw a ladder here at Focus. I thought I'm going to take that home because it looked big enough. But lo and behold, it was short. It was still a 10-foot ladder, but even at 6'2", it wasn't enough. And I said to, to Trent, who is really good at problem solving, I said, what would you do? He lit up. When I said, you know, you're really good at solving problems, what would you do? Because I'm out of answers. That's right. And he he got right to it. Well, we could put blocks under the ladder. We could do all this stuff. But you can find ways to encourage a strong-willed child. And and by the way, that's one of the favorite things that came up over and over with strong-willed kids that I talked to. We would much rather have compelling problems to solve than just a list of chores to do. So you did exactly the right thing intuitively as a parent saying, you know, wow, this is my issue. This is what I have to solve here. Instead of saying, this is what you need to do and it needs to be done now, make it a compelling problem that I can help you solve and the chances are good. You'll have my cooperation. Okay, Danny, I really appreciate so much of what Cynthia shares. And and this was another compelling uh, conversation to listen to. Let me just go down the road of filling in a gap in something she was addressing. So, I've mentioned we've had a couple of strong-willed kids, and I get what she meant, Cynthia meant, by saying, okay, at the end of something. Um, 
So, hey, um, you need to clean your room, okay? <laughs> and the child's like, no, I don't. No. And, and, and so now I have a power struggle. What do I do? Yeah, really, what you want to look at is once you've asked that, you've, you've, you've given up power for that moment because you've said, okay, and, and for them to say no... Uh, is is a way for them to assert the fact that they want to have a say in this. Mm-hmm. And what you can respond with is this isn't up for conversation. We're not This is about this. the timing. Yeah. And I just want to make sure you are clear with what I'm asking, not if you're okay with the fact that I've asked that. It's okay. more are you clear with what I've been saying here. And so it's important for a parent to really acknowledge in a clear way what they're saying when they're saying the word okay. So sometimes I want you to clean your room, and sometimes I need you to do it right now. Yes. But if I just say, clean your room, okay? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it depends on how you say the word. And you're giving them leadership and control, which is super appropriate for a strong-willed child to learn how to have in a good way. Mm -hmm. If they use a strong will and their will is shaped well, they can be world changers. Yeah. If it's not, they can be world dividers. And, and there's a sense of collaboration here with your child because my sense of these strong-willed kids is um, success is fuel for them. I mean, it is for every child, mm-hmm. but if you can work with them on the win. In yes. other words, you know, in our home, we really want to keep our room clean. I need you to keep your room clean. I'm not going to tell you all the ways to do that, but we're going to work together so... It, it works for you and for me, and and that kind of diffuses it so it's not a, I said you have to or the nuclear option. It just There's a tone that we as parents have to do better at, and I, it took me a while to learn that, and I don't do it well all the time, yes. um, but engaging your child with clear, concise expectations, but giving them some wiggle room and what that looks like is really key, I guess. Right. The, the consequence of follow-through afterwards is, is important, the clarity of what you're asking for, because they desire, like you said, they desire that competence. Competence in the fact that you've come in clear in what you're asking and what you're telling them to do. Mm-hmm. And part of that is reminding them of their responsibilities. This is a good time to wash the dishes, not, hey, could you please wash the dishes? It's this is a good time to do that. This is a good time to clean your room. You have a gap of time, and this is a good time to do it, and I know you'll do it. And that's showing that confidence that they're going to get it done. If they don't, there's a clear consequence of what happens rather than you coming in and yelling Mm -hmm. and yelling louder and louder as if they don't understand English. Well, I think a lot of us, uh, I'm kind of old school. I am older in years. Um, So respect was a big deal for me. I needed my kids to respect me, and my strong-willed kids often would just like, no. <laughs> and I took it personally, and it wasn't mm. being personal. It was just their wiring style was made to do one thing, and I had to realize i got to adapt. Yes. Adaptability, is that's, that's huge right there, John. You're adapting to who your child is and the fact that you have a strong-willed child. Whether you like it or not, you have one, and so now you enter that and adapt to the fact that sometimes they're going to say no, sometimes they're going to disagree, Sometimes they'll have a very strong opinion. Sometimes they'll blow up emotionally. And you're responding to that rather than panicking and, and guiding them towards learning how to manage those emotions and also knowing what it is that you're asking. Pray a lot. Take a lot of deep breaths. Follow what Cynthia and Danny have shared. 
And remember that God, as Danny said last time, God wired your child, and uh, the story isn't over. And I'm so happy that my, as adults, my strong-willed kids actually want relationship with me. So we didn't blow it so badly that there's no relationship there. You can do this too, and we want to help. Uh, we'll send a copy of Cynthia's great book, You Can't Make Me, But I Can Be Persuaded. That's available to you through our website or when you call and make a donation. Uh, make a contribution of any amount. We'll send the book to you. And, and rem- John... We do have some quick reads on yes. our website at yeah. focusonthefamily.com slash parenting. One specific article recently is Six Ways to Respond to Your Strong-Willed Child. So if you don't have time for a full book, there's an article there waiting for you. Excellent. That's free. The show notes has the link. And remember, as you try to do your best, uh, there are times when rebellion happens or when something from the outside comes in and really makes your parenting journey difficult. We're here to help. Focus on the Family has trusted, caring counselors. They're Christians. They will uh, hear you out, think through with you what a biblical solution might look like or what some steps might be to take toward healing or toward a better relationship. Uh, They're a phone call away, 800, the letter A, and the word family. Well, Tricia Goyer joins us next time to talk about a really interesting topic that uh, you may deal with in your home, and that is complaining. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.